Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. What up? This is Myron, and you are listening to the Rye Bread and Mustard, a Mariners podcast, the alternative underground back alley underbelly on the other side of the tracks, down on the docks, speakeasy dive bar style podcast of and about the Seattle Mariners that you are listening to on the Odyssey app, on Odyssey Sports, or wherever else you're getting your podcast action from. Or maybe you're checking us out on YouTube or on our social media platforms. Thank you. Say hello. And it's one of those five-star reviews. You know, we like five-tool baseball players, and we love those five-tool baseball players, I should say, here on the Rye Bread and Mustard of Mariners podcast. But you know what? We like more than that, five-star reviews. So make sure to give us that five-star review if you are so inclined. Uh, also, if you've been asking about the merch, you know, like, look, I'm wearing one of them right here, the uh, alternative, I don't know, royal blue, yellowish one, or the hoodies that you've seen us wear. We've had quite a bit of inquiries on it. You actually can just uh, DM us on Instagram, or you can uh, contact at simply.cora. That's right, at simply.cora on Instagram. She takes care of all of that stuff. On today's episode, we are breaking down the AL West. That's right. This is the AL West preview. We're recording this the night before the 2023 season starts. So we've now come down to our predictions and our feelings and our uh, digging on you know the teams that now we're really competing against here in the AL West. And we're also going to give our predictions on... Uh, other divisions, AL, NL, and of course, we'll give the prediction at the very end of this episode of who we think's coming home with the AL West pennant. Anyways, let's get right into the episode, and here's the big reveal. If you're watching on YouTube or social media, there he is, my co-host for this episode and pretty much every episode, Hanno, Hanno up in Edmonds. What's going on, Hanno? I better put in my headphones so I can actually hear. Yeah, happy opening, almost opening day to you. Yes, yes. Happy opening day. Uh, you know, this is an episode that we were talking about doing uh, since spring training started, you know, behind the scenes. Also meaning when we're just on the phone, uh, <laughs> we're on the phone, we're like, we got to get, we got to do this AOS preview because before we get back to the playoffs, hopefully, and beyond, we got to take care of business in the AL West. If you're a brand new fan, that's how it works. You got to win your division or you got to at least qualify for wild card. Either way, you got to take care of business in your division because those are the teams that you're playing the most. 
Yeah, absolutely. The goal is always to get the automatic bid in by winning your division. But if you do not end up winning your division, if you have one of the top three records out of the remaining other two divisions, including your own, you have a chance then to make the playoffs. So there are three wild card spots available if you do not win your division. Right. So again, the rules that they had or the, the seating that they had in last season remains the same. Uh, but yes, it's, it's more important to take care of your division. You can rest up, you can reset, especially your uh, starting rotation back up. That doesn't necessarily mean that's a great thing to sit off those days, but I think the ability to be able to, you know, have a five game series versus not even a three game series, obviously is, is a better feeling and you get to usually, and I believe you start that series at home. Yeah. Um, you will start the series at home. If you win your division, um, the third place team or the team with the third best record overall of the division winners would still have to play that three-game series. You're correct. But the top two division winners by record would get that mini buy. Right. So here on this episode, just like I said at the top, we're going to break down uh, the four other teams in the AL West, just like what's going on, just the, you know, cliff notes to, you know, what additions, subtractions, what their opening day lineup looks like, where they're stacked in at the uh, on the power rankings, what their Vegas odds are, what their best players are, what seems to be the story ar around each team uh, as pertains to the 2023 season. And then we're just going to make some uh, quick predictions around the, the AL and the NL. And of course, at the end of the episode, we will talk about what we think is going to happen here in the AL West. So we're going to get right into that right after this. Rye Bread and Mustard, a Mariners podcast. We have the one and only Mr. Tom Hutler. How are you doing? Doing well, guys. Thank you for having me. The Kingdo days, they had a lot of great memories for me. Where were you and what were you thinking when the kingdom was imploded? Uh, I was watching it on TV at home. I know I get flack for this, but I was kind of like in the good riddance mode. <laughs> you like, press the button. I would have I would have done it gladly. <laughs> Listen and subscribe to Rye Bread and Mustard, a Mariners podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. All right, we're back, and we are going to do the AL preview. I think, Hannah, the way we should do it is how they finished last year. We'll skip over the Mariners where they were at. Um, going from the bottom, going up, we had Oakland A's, we had the Texas Rangers, we had the Anaheim Angels, then we had the Mariners, and then, of course, we had the World Series champion Astros. So uh, since I set it up that way, I better follow through. We're going to talk about the Oakland A's. Last year, they finished 60 and 102, so they lost 60 games of their 162. Uh, seems very apropos or an apropos-esque number for a bad team, doesn't it, Hannah? Yeah, they've always been a team to uh, go young, develop players, and then trade them away. Uh, they have one of the lowest payrolls in baseball and one of the worst stadiums in baseball. So, yeah, they um, look to be going in that same direction this year, wouldn't you say? It seems that way. And speaking of trades, today, uh, the day before uh, opening day, the, they made a trade. They made a trade with the Phillies. They sent um, their outfielder, uh, 
Christian Pache, I believe his name was, and he was part of that whole uh, Olsen trade that they had. He was supposed to have panned out. Uh, it just really hasn't worked out, and the Phillies acquired him today um, for exchange for a minor league pitcher. Uh, Pache played 115 games for the Braves in 2021, and his last year played center field. He's a center fielder. He just hasn't been able to really hit um, – in exchange, that minor league player, uh, his name is Billy Sullivan, uh, but this is somebody that's going down their double A. It's not really going to affect them. Um, starting from the bottom up, you know, as, as bad as they were last year and how many trades and transactions uh, they make, believe it or not, their farm system is in not, not in great shape. Um, they're, you know, top three uh, ranked um, prospects uh, are at the two of them are at the AAA level right now, and one has made the team. Uh, Tyler uh, Soderstrom, he's actually uh, he's supposed to be or end up though. I would say this is a Bryce. He's supposed to end up like a Bryce Harper or Will Myers, um, but uh, he was a catcher and a first baseman. But the A's have seemed to like cut bait on the catching idea to turn him into a first baseman because of his stick. Um, this guy could possibly, you could possibly see him up this year. The, the other two people, uh, I'm, I'm not too sold on, uh, how they'll impact the team, but that is uh, a player to watch. Um, as far as their projected starting lineup, we got Tony Kemp at second base. Is it Aldame Diaz? Yeah. At a uh, shortstop, Seth Brown, Jesus Aguilar, DH, um, third baseman, Jace Patterson, right field, Ramon uh, Gloriano, Ryan Nada at first base, unless this guy like pans out like they're saying. Um, Shea uh, Langliers is who they have right now at catcher and out in center field now that uh, Pache is gone is we have Stuart Ruiz. Don't know any of these names by household names except for Tony Kemp. How about yourself? Yeah, um, Tony Kemp, definitely recognize him. The catcher, Langerhouse is his name, correct? Mm-hmm. It's Langerhouse. Um, no, it's Lang- uh, Langellers. Yeah, Langellers, excuse me. He came up late last year, one of the top prospects in the Oakland uh, A's system. So he's a guy that they're counting on to make big strides. And, of course, Ramon Lariano, the outfielder, who has made highlight reel plays and can hit a little a little bit so yeah they're a team that's very young with a lot of names you don't recognize but there's still a few out there that the casual fan might remember yeah they also have a pitcher that i i overlooked here actually who seems like he's probably ready right now because he's 25 uh he's a he's a lefty his name is ken waldachuk uh ken waldachuk uh, he had a small sample last year in, in the with the A's. He started about seven games, but I believe he just got cut. So he's like right at that level. I'm sure we'll probably see him this year. And um, you know, as far as any other A's that I'm seeing right here on fan graphs and looking through uh, what's going on, I would say it's probably those two would be my my shoe ins. And I'm not sure about the third one. I mean. The, the Oakland A's, it, I was very surprised with, you know, how many transactions and people, like, they've traded, like, uh, 
last year they traded Sean Murphy. So I was, you know, I was going through here going like, let's just see if they, they got to have just a really, really good, uh, you know, farm system. And, you know, as far as the rankings on MLB.com and some of these other places, they're, they're down towards the bottom, which is uh, interesting. I know that there was a report on how much money they're making with versus how much money they're spending it's just a weird uh it's just a weird vibe down there with them wanting to get out of that stadium possibly out of oakland it just doesn't seem like a, a fun place to be i'm at least going to catch one series i know it's you know it's a it's a toilet it's a dump you know but it does have shades of the kingdom which kind of makes me feel like i'm at home when i'm there and i've said this before and i'll say it again that stadium is as if the kingdom was driving down the street, couldn't hit its brakes, couldn't stop, and went underneath a uh, semi truck and ripped its top off, and now it's a convertible. But uh, you know, there's been a lot of really good baseball games, historic games, historic players that have played right there. So that that is the sad part of this. And I do want to say there is one other person in their organization that I could see who's actually in their Double A that could be up. It's a Luis Medina, another pitcher. Uh, he's got a plus breaking ball and, you know, projected to be more of the back of the bullpen kind of guy, but this is somebody that, uh, those are probably my three that going off of what I've seen here that could, you know, break the roster. Um, but again, with these Oakland teams, they've had a history of like, who the hell is this guy? And, you know, and it, and it working out shit. They made a movie about it. Moneyball. They wrote a book and a movie, won an Oscar or, you know, uh, Brad Pitt wins an Oscar for it. So, I mean, that that hasn't happened for the Mariners quite yet. But, you know, looking at this team, this is a team that I think, you know, the Mariners should win every series. I know we had a massive winning streak, you know, over them last year and the year or the year before that, taking care of business with the A's. And I, I got to say, I think that we're going to see more of that this year or, or we should and again, we've seen them lose series to the A's like towards the end of last season that they shouldn't have. Um, but overall, I think uh, I think the Mariners are in good position against the the Oakland A's. Uh, you know, but moving on up the uh, the depth chart closer to uh, you know the top of the ALS finishing last year, we had the Texas Rangers. We know they had a lot of offseason moves last season. They've made a splash again this year. Um, we've kind of, you know, been like, hold on, there's something going on down there around that. What are you seeing with the uh, Texas Rangers? Yeah, the Texas Rangers finished fourth in the ALS, AL West last year with a record of 68-94. Um, talk about a turnover in the workforce. Um, they Half of their roster is different from opening day of last year in 2022. That includes getting a new manager and manager Bruce Bochy. Um, they had a couple um, free agents that went to elsewhere. They had pitcher Matt Moore from uh, Lever, as you remember, left-handed reliever, went to the Los Angeles Angels. And uh, another guy threw in there that was a common name on the club last year that we're familiar with from spring training this year is uh, Cole Calhoun, who did, a, uh, did not end up making the roster for the Seattle Mariners out of spring training this year. So that was their... Mm -hmm free agents um, that they lost. But on the other side of it, they made quite a few key free agent signings. Uh, they went out and pretty much signed three fifths of, a, of their starters 
in the free agency. Uh, they went out and got Jacob deGrom from the Mets. He signed a five-year deal. Nathan Avaldi from Boston, he signed a two-year deal. Um, from the Dodgers, Andrew Henley, he signed for two years. And then two other signings that they made were outfielder Robbie Grossman from Atlanta and relief pitcher Will Smith from Houston, as well as they re-signed their own homegrown guy in uh, pitcher Martin Perez to a one-year deal. So that is, um, like I said, most of their starting rotation is new, including um, – or as well as uh, John Gray, who was on the club last year. I mean, that's just a rotation that, in my opinion, it's just really high risk, high reward type of team. Yeah, especially yeah, when you're not developing them yourself, it's always going to be a high risk, in, in my opinion. Uh, yeah, you, you know, it's it usually means you risked a lot of money. <laughs> exactly, and that's what they did. Um, going around their their lineup, uh, they got at catcher Jonah Heim. We remember him. Yeah, Mariner killer. Yeah, uh, as well as Mitch Garver is back and healthy. He's going to be catching and also playing a little first base for them. Um, their normal starting first baseman will be Nathaniel Lowe. Pretty good player, won the Silver Slugger last year. And then over at second base, they signed last year Marky, or Marcus Simeon. He was almost a 30-30 guy, started the season slow, but ended up with 26 homers and 25 stolen bases. Over at short, they got Corey Seager again. That's someone I would assume is going to have even a bigger year this year, especially with the shift going away. And then at third base, they're going with a rookie. Um, he did play in about three weeks uh, time last year at the end of the season as a late season call up. He's their top prospect in Josh Young. And then the outfield, um, the projected outfield is Robbie Grossman, that signed free agent from Atlanta, probably starting in left field. Yeah. They were they were start they were gonna plan on playing uh Leody Tavares in center field, but he start he's gonna start the season on the IL with an oblique injury that came up late in spring. So they're gonna have to go elsewhere. Um, while he's on the men, probably with either Bubba Thompson or Travis uh, Jaworski. And then over in right field, uh, we all remember Adolius Garcia, big right fielder. He's another guy that came close to a 30-30 season last year. Has a good arm in right field, can play defense and hit for power. He's a great player. It's one guy that stands out in their lineup. Um, so, yeah. And then couple utility guys coming off the bench they got josh smith he can play the outfield usually a left fielder center fielder and he can play three infield positions and then the other uh, guy coming off the bench is ezekiel uh duran um he won a spot at the end of spring training here uh ended up making the club uh because he got eight extra base hits that's a name to look after coming off the bench um, for them, they're not a really deep team, as you know, and then their relief pitchers, uh, it's another story with them. It's always been kind of an Achilles heel for the uh, Texas Rangers has been their bullpen. They're going to go with Brock Burke, who led major league baseball in uh, relief pitching or relief innings pitched at uh, 82 and a third, but he was also second in strikeouts with 90 followed by Will Smith. Dane Dunning, uh, Jonathan Hernandez, or Jose Leclerc, 
who could close for them, along with Cole Rogans and Taylor Hearn, as uh, we saw a lot of him, the big lefty, um, face the Mariners last year. And then rounding out will be Ian Kennedy. He's a veteran presence in a, you know, like I said, largely unproven bullpen. I could see this team, if they could get it rolling and other teams have injuries or, you know, just just have one of those flat, you know, a couple of months in the season, I could see Texas, you know, being in the mix. And we'll get into that a little bit later, but what's your overall assessment of them? And I'll get to the power rankings after that. Yeah, it's just the same old thing, which which has been um, talked about with Texas, which is pitching. They sure went out and got some starting pitching, and uh, their bullpen, you know, let them down last year. So uh, I think Bruce Bochy managing them will um, be a plus. Um, he knows how to Ooh. run a bullpen, you know, and – uh, not run them into the ground, kind of like the uh, previous managers have. He's got a lot of experience, so uh, I think that'll bode well for the uh, Texas Rangers. I'm sh- I don't think they're quite there yet. They've spent the money the last two years, like you mentioned, in free agents, but uh, we'll see what happens with them. They s- certainly will be an, an improved club. Yeah, there are shades of kind of like what the Mariners were doing before DePoto got here. There's a lot of that where you look at this team and you go, wow, look at the payroll, look at the star power, but you're missing those important things that really hold up the house. Yeah. Uh, as far as power rankings, uh, I know I skipped over the Oakland A's, but let me assure you every power ranking I saw for the Oakland A's, they were 29 or 30. I'm not lying. I'm not making this up. You can go scour them all. Um, as far as uh, MGM with the Oakland A's, it's uh, plus 50,000 for the Oakland A's to, to win the whole thing. Uh, so that's from MGM. If he's like, hey, my bookie's got something else and put some money on the A's. Okay, go check them out. I would, I would save that dollar. I would save it. I, would, I think you would do better with Dogecoin. But uh, as, far <laughs> as, the, uh, as far as where the Texas Rangers – are, are stacking up here as far as the power numbers you know cbs sports has them at 17 um as far as uh mlb they have them at 16 bleacher report same 16 kind of highlighting the, the big signings like you're saying and then mlb.com has them at 19 so we'll give them an average of just about 17 i would say so they're about a 17 ranking. Uh, Oakland A's are a 29.9. Uh, so, yeah, that's the Texas Rangers. Why bread and mustard, a Mariners podcast. We have the one and only Mr. Tom Hutler. How are you doing? Doing well, guys. Thank you for having me. There was one time I came out of a watering hole in West Seattle. And somebody came, and this guy had been overserved. I came out of the restaurant and he goes, You're the you're the Mariner guy? I go, Yeah. And he goes, Could you do Ken Griffey Jr.? And I said, Okay. So I did it. And he goes, You're a great man. <laughs> I love it. Listen and subscribe to Rye Bread and Mustard, a Mariner's podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. All right. Uh, now we're back to talk about 
Being in my existence, the Anaheim Angels, probably the place I've seen the most baseball games, and I'm not proud of this, the most baseball games outside of watching games in Seattle. Um, you know, the Mariners have played the Anaheim Angels 945 times since I've lived down here in Southern California. I will say the tickets are usually cheap. I mean, this team has been bad or has ended up being bad, I should say, over the last seven, eight seasons. Um, you know, but that's largely due to underperformance and injuries and getting their ass kicked in a brawl by the Mariners. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, as, as you know, the uh, Anaheim Angels, though, do have arguably the two best people in baseball, the two people that closed out the uh, World Baseball Classic, which I'm talking about, Shohei Hotani and I. I am talking about Shohei Otani, and I'm talking about Mike Trout, which that is what their team is uh, surrounded around. You know, as far as what their opening day lineup looks like, it's not too shabby. It's really, it's really not. And we've seen, we saw them last year, you know, get right out of the gate. Remember that, Hanno? Yeah, exactly. And they got a, they got a couple Mariner killers on their teams for sure. Oh yeah, Mike Trout. What's he got? 52 53 home runs against the Mariners all time. Shohei's starting to wear us out too, but uh, back to their lineup. They're projected to have Taylor Ward, Mike Trout, Shohei Otani, uh, Taylor Ward out in the uh, Taylor Ward out in the outf outfielders, Taylor Ward, Mike Trout. Then you got Otani at DH slash pitching. You got Anthony Rendon. He now he's been the big flop for them with the injuries. He also is the guy that got the, the stiff arm from uh, uh, our buddy Winker, right? Last year. Yeah. You know, that's, that was a, a funny deal, but as a baseball player and what he was before he got to Anaheim, I really thought of him as a really good third baseman. So it'll be interesting to see if he can get back to that level. Yeah. He, he can be scary. Uh, Hunter Renfro, another outfielder, Luis Rangifo. Is that how I say him? The second baseman, Luis Rangifo. Uh, yeah, Rendifo. Yeah, that, he's a he Mariner killer. Mariner killer. Brandon Drury. Uh, they got him uh, in the off season. That was one of the utility guys that we were like, maybe we, we could get him in the off season. Even rumored to possibly uh, be trading for him last year. That was that was on the table. That was in the headlines. That was in the dirt sheets. And uh, then shortstop, we got Giovanni Urshela. This guy, I believe, is making his, I don't know if it's his major league debut, but he might be considered a rookie, Logan O'Hop. Um, he is their number one, and I believe they're, let me look at this. Yes, they are their number one. This guy is their number one prospect. He made the team. Um, they also have uh, Zach Nito, who's down in, or not Neto. Zach Neto, or who sounds pretty neato, I should say. Zach Neto, he's in the double A. He was a number one uh, 13th pick overall. Um, he's 22. Um, he's a shortstop, but it looks like he is somebody that they're projecting to be like an everyday second baseman by the way he hits. So those were your one and, and two guys. This other guy, uh, I'm not sure if the Mariners saw him last year, but his name is Chase Silseth. And um, he started seven games last year for the Angels. He got optioned on Tuesday, uh, down to AAA. He's 22, six foot, right-handed pitcher. 
but he did not start the season off with the Angels here. But those are your one, two, and three, according to Fangraphs. Those are or the guys that you're looking out for. Uh, last year, uh, the Angels finished uh, 73 and 89, third place, 17 games behind us. You know, here in the off season, they have made some moves. Uh, they got former Mariner that we had was a Dodger last year, Tyler Anderson. Um, uh, they've made a few other uh, additions to the pitching staff. That has definitely been their um, that's definitely been their their weak point is is the pitching. I mean, anytime you have Shohei and Trout, who you know Trout was injured, it's got the ability not to be able to hold leads seems to be their problem. Their um, their starters are Shohei, Patrick Sandoval, Tyler Anderson. Reed Detmers and uh, Jose Suarez. I mean, yeah, and the Angels again. They've made some signings this off season. Uh, you know, most notable. Uh, I already mentioned early Brandon Drury, former Mariner pitcher Tyler Anderson, who was on the Dodgers last year, and Hunter Renfro. So I mean, they've you know filled in some spots that you know they had uh, empty from trades that they made in the off season. Last year, I know they traded the the guy that my grandma likes to call the Mountain Man, or uh, or the Sasquatch to the Phillies. What was that guy's name? Oh, yeah, I see him. I can't think of his name. I know exactly who you're talking about. Yeah, who cares? Anyways, those those were the big three signings by them. I, I, this team, you know, I love to hate them, but I'm I've always been scared about this team just going off like they were. I hate the cowboy cat hat home run thing. Um, I've had some dark times down there at the Anaheim uh, Stadium. Uh, but but really the big narrative, no matter what you say or do, if you Google Anaheim Angels, let me just pull this up right here. You know, uh, look, Los Angeles Times, Hernandez says, enjoy Shohei Otani while you can, Angels fans. His days in Anaheim, dot, 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 that's what that says. Bleacher Report says, the year of Shohei Itani, 2023 MLB season revolves around the Angels. Shohei Itani, uh, expert predicts Dodgers to sign Shohei. So really the big story, unfortunately, is going to be around Shohei, but that's just what happens, you know, when you make these big risks on uh, bringing guys into your organization. Um he is going to be making $65 million this season between endorsements and his uh, contract with the angels. I think that's the biggest intriguing story, but maybe the angels can, uh, you know, use that distraction to sneak up on everybody. I wouldn't count this team completely out, especially when you have, you know, some of these stars, i.e. Uh, Trout and Otani. But ultimately I do see the Mariners, you know, taking care of business, with them again this year or at least winning the series i would i would hope yeah i would assume they would um as far as the power rankings you know they're ranked a little bit um a little bit better than uh the rangers you know and not so far behind the mariners now when i start with mlb they have the angels at 17 on cbs sports they have them up at, at 14 Bleacher Report, I believe they have the Angels at 16. 
And we have uh, at, at MGM, uh, the Angels are, we have them, they have the 14th best odds there, plus 4,000. Those are your Anaheim Angels. Uh, that's your Anaheim Angels preview for Myrid here for 2023. Get ready to play hardball in the kingdom. Take me to the ballgame. I want to see the ants. Princess Tours, the vacation company, brings you the best show in baseball when the San Diego Chicken plays hardball with the Seattle Mariners and the Baltimore Orioles tonight in the Kingdom. It is now time to get to the Big Bad Wolf, the World Series champions, and unfortunately, playing our division, what are they, the five-time uh, playoff bound team? I don't know. They've, they've just been winning. Who knows? We got to stop them this season. Somebody's got to stop them. We all got to stop them. The Houston Astros. Yes, as you mentioned, ALS champs, AL champs, World Series champs. Last year, the Astros went 106 and 56. Um, going into this year, one of their top additions, they didn't do too much. Um, they went, but it was a big signing. They went out and got first baseman Jose Abreu from the uh, Chicago White Sox. You would expect him to just have a field day in that pulp in that ballpark at Minute Maid with the Crawford boxes. Right, and 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 I also like them retaining Michael Brantley. That was a guy that we really wanted. This yeah, absolutely. Um, they had some of their free agents that they lost in this. Um, off season, of course, they lost their big Cy Young Award winner, Justin Verlander, another good first baseman and Yuri Guriel went to Miami. And then one of their late season pickups that helped push them over the top or help them get over the top was catcher Christian Vasquez, who moved on to Minnesota. So because of that, they um, well, before I get to the guys that they replenished with. They also have some injuries going into this year. Um, as many of you know, Al Jose Altuve hurt his right thumb in the WBC. Myron, you mentioned the signing of Michael Brantley. He's also out, still recovering from right shoulder surgery. And as well as uh, Lance McCullers, he's got a muscle strain in his throwing elbow, so he won't be ready for the beginning of the season either. So they expect him to be ready Um Shortly after that, he started throwing. But because of that, um, the Houston Astros are going with four rookies on their roster. Um, wow. And that's scary yeah. to me because they've just been so good at just bringing guys up in the pipeline. I mean, the one guy, the one hot prospect they had, they, they sent, sent to us and we already traded him to Milwaukee. So, yeah. And scary. that prospect. And, scares uh, me that I just read Toro. He was sent down to AAA, so he didn't even make Milwaukee's opening day uh, roster. But moving on, those four rookies for uh, Houston that they're bringing up, they're going to be bringing up uh, an outfielder by the name of Corey Jolks. Uh, he was ranked the 30th prospect, and he had a career-type year in AAA last year. He had 31 homers and 89 RBIs, as well as catcher Cesar Salazar. 
and catcher Yonder Diaz, who is the number two Astros prospect. Along with Hunter Brown, he's a starting pitcher. The Mariners saw him a few times last year in the playoffs, so he will be still considered a rookie. He's the number 43 prospect by MLB Pipeline. So, yeah, when you hear of Astros and replenishing, they've done it year after year, so which guy is going to pop? We'll wait and see. God, I hate it. I, I absolutely, I'm, it scares me. It really scares me. But at the same time, at some point, it's got to stop. Yeah, as far as the power rankings, here we go. Uh, CBS, got him at one. ESPN, got him at one. Uh, Bleacher Report, got him at one. MLB, got him at one. MGM, got him at four. So Vegas says that the Mets, the Yankees, and the Padres have a better chance than the Astros. The Astros are plus 600 this year if you're putting money on the Astros. If you are, get the fuck off of our podcast. Log out. We don't want you listening here. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so they, they're they still the team to beat. And yeah, I think absolutely. that's what said about a world champion if they – you know, didn't have a fire sale like the the Florida Marlins back in the day, um, or you're breaking up the Chicago Bulls, or you know, in the NFL where you you, you can lose everybody, you know, to salary cap casualties. If you're you know maintaining the, your team the way it is, I get it. Um, and when we get and back, they are. Say, I said, and they are maintaining their team. Um, it's it's th- all the guys are still there, you know, as they're starting pitchers, you know, they have Framber Valdez, Christian Javier, Jose Akiti, uh, Luis Garcia, you know, names we all remember two of those guys and your, your Keaty and Garcia went out of the bullpen in the playoffs last year. And like I mentioned, Hunter Brown will step in at that five spot um, for Verlander and also Lance McCullers, who is hurt and the, and the rest of their team, you're asking who's going to step in for Jose Altuve. It's going to be Mauricio Dubon. Um, he's going to get the first whack at it at, at second base. He can also play a little center fielder. And then they also have a utility guy that they can put in there as David Hensley. Um, and he can play the outfield too. So they're a lot like the Mariners. They can play multiple positions. Uh, you ask who's going to be starting in the leadoff spot while Altuve's down. It's going to be Jeremy Pena. The Gold Glover, ALCS MVP, World Series MVP, uh, catching. We we remember who's their catcher, Martin Maldonado. Like I mentioned, at first base, Jose Abreu. And then at third base, Alex Bregman. Their outfield, you know, it's guys that we remember. Kyle Tucker, who was in the WBC, could be an MVP-type player. Chaz McCormick, Jake Myers, and then the rookie, Corey jolks and then their big dh we can't forget about him jordan alvarez and then the relief pitching is just about the same as well you know it's guys we remember presley the closer stanick rafael montero hector neris brian abreu phil mattson and then a couple guys that made the squad this year in seth martinez and ronel blanco so they're solid in their pitching they've you know had to uh just add, add for injury and the loss for Verlander. And that's a big loss, but they keep on rolling with their big four and their bullpen is solid as can be, as you know. The word you, you that's been used 
that the Mariners are using and Depoto has been using sustainability. You know, this is pretty much the, you know, framework of like what the Mariners are trying to be like at, and, you know, a lot of these names, a lot of these people coming back, a lot of these people with playoff experience, you know, championships. Let's just hope that's what we're looking at here with the Mariners. But that's our ALS preview. Obviously, a lot of the focus went towards the Houston Astros for a couple of reasons. That's the team to beat. And the other reason, Hanno did his homework way more than I did. Uh, but uh, when we're back, we're going to – wrap this show up with some quick around the league uh, predictions. And of course the prediction of the AL West right after this. So we're running out of time here uh, on this uh, edition. We're wrapping it up. The season is about to start. I got to cut this short at some point so we can edit this up and get it out. And uh, we'll be back Monday uh, with the rapper. I should say, Hannah will be back on Monday. I'll be at uh, WrestleMania this weekend. I am taking a vacation, but uh, I will be watching Mariners uh, action up until that point. I got, listen, it's 2023. I got the phone. I got the charge extra charging brick. I'll have the game going. Um, but yeah, Hannah will be back on Monday with CJ. They'll be breaking down the games, but uh, we got to make some predictions. I'm going to ask Hannah to make some predictions around the league. I haven't made my predictions yet uh, for around the league. I, I'm so into this Mariners vacuum that I, I guess I could guess, but you actually have some really good predictions. So let me just shoot them at you. I'm going to throw you every division in each league, and then you're going to give me uh, the three wild cards that make it. Sound sound fair? Yeah, sounds good. Okay, we're going to start in the National League, the NL East. Atlanta. NL Central. St. Louis. NL West. San Diego. Wild card number one. Philadelphia Phillies. Wild card number two. New York Mets. And who's sneaking in? The LA Dodgers. Ooh, I like it. Okay, so you have the Atlanta. Winning, you have Atlanta. You have the Atlanta Braves winning the NL East. The St. Louis Cardinals winning the NL Central, and you have the San Diego Padres winning the NL West. And your three wild card teams are the Philadelphia Phillies, New York Mets, and the LA Dodgers. Yes. Okay. Now let's move on to the AL. Who do you got in the AL East? I'm going with the Toronto Blue Jays. AL Central. Cleveland Guardians. AL West. Houston Astros. You motherfucker. Uh, wild card number one. Seattle Mariners. Wild card number two. New York hated Yankees. And wild card number three. This was a tough one. I had about three teams, but I went with the Chicago White Sox. We'll see how all these these go. This is going to be in a promo video because we're going to put out Hanno's picks for for the West, and I mean Hanno's picks in the AL and the NL. But 
obviously we just found out your prediction for the NL. Uh, or we just found out, obviously we just found out your prediction for the AL West. You're taking the Houston Astros, but you're seeing the Mariners get into the playoffs and doing their damage in the playoffs, correct? Yes, I do think the Mariners will go as far at least as they did last year. Interesting. Okay. So here's, here's what I think. I know going into this about, I will answer about the AOS cause I've done my homework. I said yesterday when we were getting ready to put the show, I was like, I know I, I said, I kind of see Astros winning this division again, but the Mariners getting the number one wild card spot, hosting that series, winning that series, and then possibly playing Houston again in the same round. And this time taking care of business I'm changing that. I'm saying right now the Mariners are going to win the AL West. Why? They have the most momentum going right now. Houston could have that World Series hangover. They also have some a key injury. Maybe all these guys that you just named that are, you know, rookies don't really pan out this season right now the way they think they they do. Mariners hit some streaks. Mariners take home the AL West. I'm not going to get into the playoff stuff, but I do think the Mariners this season is the story in the AOS. We got the all-star game. You don't bet against the storyline. I'm taking uh, Seattle Mariners. And that nice. really has a lot to do with the injury and a little bit and those, the things that I, I said right there. Oh, I, I, I definitely see your point. I mean, I still have the Mariners winning 90 games this year, but I just think, you know, the gap will get a little cl- Closer, but I still see Houston winning a few more, probably around 93, 95 games. I think the Mariners will win 95 this season. That's my number. 95 in salute to the 1995 Mariners. We always got to bring those guys up. We love those guys. Anyways, that is our ALS preview and uh, prediction show. You probably listen to this on uh, opening day. Happy opening day. You got Hanno's predictions around the league. You got our scouting report. If you, you know, weren't paying attention to everything, you're a casual fan. We hope you help, helped you out. If you're like uh, a real baseball savant and you listen to the end of this and you're just mad as hell, thank you anyways for listening and hate watching and hate listening. Uh, this is the Rye Bread and Mustard Mariners podcast right here on Odyssey Sports on the Odyssey app or wherever else you're getting your podcast action from. Maybe we're checking this out on YouTube or the socials. Again, if you want that uh, rye bread and mustard merch, people have asked, uh, you hit up at simply.cora on Instagram or you can message us on Instagram. We'll direct you over there. Again, happy opening day. Hannah and CJ will be back on Monday morning without me. Uh, So buyer beware no it's gonna be a really it's gonna be a really good show hopefully the mariners are you know uh, celebrating a four game suite to start the season and the astros the big headline is oh houston we have a problem right so anyways hannah you know what time it is charge these things count now don't forget Thank <laughs> you.